millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So the film Full Contact is about a drone pilot who uh, is somewhere in a box, basically, in Las Vegas in this, this container, sitting there with a joystick, uh, dropping bombs in somewhere in, we think, in, in, in Central Asia. It's, uh, we've got uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, we're not quite sure where. And it's a film about 
reality. And in some regards, as you'll see, as I talk with uh, the the filmmaker David Verbeck, who's I think one of my new favorite filmmakers, who who, who talks about this whole idea of 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 virtuality or hyper reality, as the philosopher. Uh, um, uh, Baudrillard would say, the French existentialist thinker. This is a film about asking deeper questions, and it's about um, you know the layers between uh, reality and fiction, and it's 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 about it's about I guess you know the theme. I guess you could say on some level too, it's a it's an anti war film, but really this is a film about getting to a deeper sense of our own uh, humanity, uh, to a, a, a more holistic understanding of the other. And and also asking some pretty deep philosophical questions, and it's also a fascinating film just structurally, and I think it's going to be studied and written about uh, for many years in in film classes around the world. So uh, enjoy the interview. Uh, better yet, enjoy the film. The film is called Full uh, Contact. Uh, uh, interview today with David Verbeck. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are uh, joined by uh, probably a couple of special guests here today. Uh, so we've got director uh, David Verbeck here joining us. Thanks for joining us today. Very welcome. And uh, we have an actor coming along as well, Grégoire Collin. Is that uh, how you pronounce his name? Monsieur Grégoire Collin. He there will be right with us. He's, Excellent. I think, checking out his hotel. He's and, checking uh, out. We're at the Hotel Le Germain, by the way, which I didn't even know existed. It's been here apparently for 12 years on Mercer Street here in Toronto. Lovely hotel. It's a very nicely designed hotel downstairs, the lobby and everything. It's very nice. Yeah. So you're here for the festival, 40th anniversary, Toronto International Film Festival. Watched your film, Full Contact. Uh, congratulations. Uh, and I believe there's a showing going on right now. You're heading to the Q&A shortly. Yep. Excellent. So let's get prepped then. Yeah. So you said something to me, sort of almost up on the elevator, on the way up on the elevator, that uh, we chat, we were chatting a little bit about philosophy and about uh, what, you know, uh, the question, I guess, right? What, was there a question you think you were trying to answer with your film, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about, and always I'm interested in, in, in you know, entry points. Yes, um, yes. I think all my films uh, start and actually remain with the question that I have mm. and that I'm that I'm examining in the course of the film, and 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 what I hope is that an audience can take the film as a, uh, can look at the film in a way that they're. That, that, that they will start to, 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 to you know, have more questions and deeper questions and more material to think about these questions when they're, when they're done. So my films are, 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 are not entertainment at all, mm. although I do um, have elements of suspense and, uh, and of course, uh, I use many narrative devices to, to keep the attention focused as much as possible. But um, uh, my work is always, uh, by, by definition, designed to, 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 to really, um, you know, to, to, to give people you know, a chance to, 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 to look at themselves and to study themselves, as in as broad as the human condition uh, goes. So uh, the question that I had this time, because for a few projects already I've been I've been very um, uh, intrigued with uh, with virtuality and with uh, mm. with the way that we live in a in a world where we're where we're more and more where there are more and more layers between us and reality. Uh, it's uh, the, the way that we're interacting with each other on social media, um, the way that uh, people uh, live in so many layers of virtuality uh, in a, you know in, in a way that they how they contact each other and also in a way that they perceive their identity the way they build their identity with 
profiles. Um, this is something that has happening has been happening very quickly in the last, let's say, ten years. Um, and it's I find it very important that it's questioning that that we question how we how it changes us. Mm. How does it change our behavior? Um, is it true that we used to, you know, um, less than 10 years ago, we were more inclined to send one long email to a dear friend and now we're, you know, replying instant Facebook messages to 100 people? Are we getting more fragmented, you know, our consciousness in little short signals? Uh, also, the way we, we consume news and media, are we, are we hit by a more... Um, vigorous variety of stories that you know come to us in little flashes online and post book tweets and retweets and the, ju the and juxtaposition it, almost of, yes. of the reality versus the image or the the soundbite, if you will. Yes, yes, and 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 all this is is something that I that I you know I'm, when I make a film about a computer gamer, a pro computer gamer, like I did in my 2010 film uh, that was in Cannes. Are you there? Um, or I make a film now about a drone pilot. Um, you know, I'm 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 really using these extreme lives mm. as an as a tool of you know to have an amplifier on you know something to to amplify a state that we're actually all intimately involved in, and. Um, you know, whether as, of course, we don't all kill people uh, on our screens in reality, which is what a drone operator does end up doing as his job. Um, but, but we do all, in, to some degree, are part of the alienation of our actions affecting others, you know, by, by you know, through, through very uh, remote platforms. Um, you know, people that work in the stock exchange, you know, they, they have massive influence on the jobs of others and, and you know, and, but they're just trading numbers. And, um, w you know... So kind of a what a, every, everything I do affects someone else. Yeah, sense. yeah. And uh, that was much less the case when we were all less connected and, you know, somebody that would live in Toronto would have really virtually no f effect at all at somebody that was living in Singapore, but now they do. So, so John Baudrillard, are you familiar with the philosophy of John Baudrillard? He wrote a book called Simulations uh, years ago and he came up with the notion of hyper-reality. Yes, yes, this notion yes. Of an uber I know reality that notion, yeah. So, so, yeah. And one of his examples is Disneyland. Mm -hmm. You know, Disneyland's wonderful, it's fun, it's interesting, it's entertainment, but it's so disconnected from reality, it's in fact hyper-reality. Yes, hyper-reality, right? yes. And then his, um, his point is to take that further and say, what about the conversation you and I are having right now? How steeped in reality really is this yeah. if we're living in this hyper-real world? Yeah, well, I mean, I always operate from the notion that nobody really knows what reality is. Right, okay. You know, I mean, I mean... Uh, <laughs> below uh, being religious or being an atheist mm. and, uh, you know, beyond that, you know, even if you're an atheist, even if you believe in science, I mean, nobody really knows what reality is. Um, and that's always, that's always the basis for me to, you know, to, to, to create a style of, of narration, you know. Actually, the only reality that we have is our own consciousness, and it's 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 our our you know the the brain is a, is an ultimate storytelling device, and um, 
that to me is is the basis of of also for full contact because when you ask me what was really the core that I wanted the question that I wanted to ask with this film it's really the question is why do drone pilots that kill people in the most remote way possible why do they suffer from post traumatic stress mm. and that is something that a lot of questions are asked about um and people really don't really know um because everybody thinks that you know to be shell shocked to have a trauma from warfare everybody associates that with being there face down in the mud seeing the blood the explosions exactly. the grittiness of it yeah and yeah. all of that that people associated to being to having post traumatic stress is taken out of the equation when you kill people through a screen in a different time zone and, screen, and when you're and out of harm's and, way yourself in a joystick i mean some of the shots are just i mean i grew up on the the old style video game not the new sort of application on your eye iphone mm-hmm. or you know the old asteroids i'm that old right or space invaders right so uh-huh. you, you had a bit of that joystick thing going on and you're opening some of the opening establishing shots you've got of of the presumably afghanistan or pakistan or somewhere in central asia I'm astounded that I I mean I know that stuff goes on but you see it on screen and you just say really are we really doing this? Are we really going through with this? And then the close up of the finger and the button and that's it. I love the shot with the mosquito by the way. There's a great African proverb that says if you really don't think you can affect change in this world try sleeping in a room with one mosquito. Right? You're going to spend the whole night trying to kill this mosquito. I've been there. Maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe that mosquito got malaria. <laughs> Maybe oh, that's going to be the dengue mosquito. I got to get it, right? So so I love that incrementalism in this film, that notion that, you know, you're coming about stockbrokers. What kind of change are they affecting with the decisions they're making, yeah. right? Their responsibility, their actions matter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, yeah, now... Go. So, Gregoire has joined us. He just arrived. He just walked out of the, the elevator. Main, the main star of the film. The main, can we move a little closer and we'll, yeah, we'll share we, a microphone, actually. How's yeah. that? Thanks for joining us, Gregoire. Um, so, this film really is about, um, it seems to me, everything but full contact. Um, it is uh, the journey towards contact in the fullest form. Yeah. And it starts in, of course, in the most uh, in the most distant uh, way possible. It starts from utter alienation uh, towards um, you know somebody you know, or somebody's consciousness, trying to reconnect to, in some form, the the intimate truth of what he did. Do you think, and I, I, for the questions for, assume these questions are for both of you, I suppose. But uh, you know, and I think an actor playing this character an actor's kind of disconnected from the character in a way and the character's di- disconnected from the reality i mean there's there's metaphorical layer upon layer here it's quite wonderful but do you think in a sense we're all sort of operating in that same way you know um in a we're all just trying to get back home in a way you know to to include one another where we we've all got this sort of uh subconscious struggle that you could say we're all disconnected in some way you know whether we're on facebook or twitter or not whether we play video games or not aren't we in business meetings on subways and buses isn't there some sort of barrier between you and me in a way that we're trying to break down does that make sense which one of you is 
No, no, that's okay. That's okay. No, 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 I guess. I guess. Okay. Here's another way. Is this? Is, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you don't. But no, no need to apologize. At all. So, so. Yeah. So, is here's a better question. Right. Is the? At first, at the beginning, we deconnected from the ground, from the earth. So there is a first generation of uh, human. Uh, they were deconnected from the natural uh, place where they were living during millions of years. Like if a fish is deconnected from water, I don't know. We're deconnected from the soil. I mean, people of the city, the, but uh, apart. And now, and now we are deconnected from the soil, and we also deconnected from each other. I don't know. So, yeah. But for all this evolution, it's uh, so I don't judge it. It's just natural. Mm -hmm. It's things happen. It's like that. We create machine at the image of our brain, and and we try to reach our oldest uh, goal, which is to to be immortal, and we're going to success in it. And that's it. That's just the well, I, evolution. So yeah. we're totally deconnected. And, and at Do you believe we'll become immortal, literally? Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, it's not me. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, in a natural sense of uh, it's the, the, the way where the things go now. And, uh, you mean science or do you mean that we will... Yeah, I mean, concretely, I mean, more and more. And anyway, but... Um, and David, yes, is uh, is also yes um, work on. Um, the, I mean, it's of this deconnection talking about uh, of 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 the moment of. Uh, I mean, we get more f more and more uh, aware from where we came from, and it's like that. And we're going to move, but it's it's humanity. They're like that. Uh, they, they need to move. From since the beginning and well there there just seems to me to be such a, a sort of a not to get nostalgic right because mm. sometimes when mm. philosophers or when filmmakers or social critiques they get a little nostalgic oh wasn't it wonderful when we mm. were all just you know um you know pre-evolutionary folk yeah <laughs> and and we were a part of a community and so i'm not convinced that's really the way it was but there does david seem to be gregor seems to be this um um fragmentation Right, so to me, your movie is profoundly human in that sense, and yet it's it's not about contact in another sense. You know, you start with the disconnected, the la the landscape, the geography, the gap, right? Um, and 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 for me, it's all about becoming more human. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's that's. Uh, I mean, you talk about the melancholy of it. Yeah, for for me. Uh, I had to say, yeah, I understand. I try to not to be, uh, uh, for, but for example, sometimes just to talk about myself. But you, you talk about subware, that's all that kind of stuff. And 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 sometimes I really feel the, the the problem with the soil. I mean, for, mm. for me, and I, I have really this this uh, gap. You said uh, with the social media that I I cannot go. It's too, for me, it's, uh, I already have a problem with the soil, you know, so uh, with the concrete, so I cannot go uh, so it's far. Good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and, yeah. and yes, it's it, not on Facebook. <laughs> no, but it's, yes, it's give, it, it give, uh, 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 yes, a, a kind of melan uh, melancholy, I think, but, and mm. stress and all this, but it's so deep inside us, I mean, for uh, decades, centuries, I, I, I don't know. Like, 
David, is this um, is this? So I work with this melancholia too for, for my character. Yeah, no, melancholia for, is a great. There, part, there's part, an existential. Uh, there's an ex existential angle to this film, I think. For, for the third for part, sure. yeah, the where third where part where you reach a, a something ancient. You you say back home something really ancient of humanity. But I don't judge, and I don't I don't want to have a, a melancholy posture about this. I mean, it's the way the go, things goes. I, I I don't want to fight against that. I just cannot go, but. But the third part, you're right. It's very, it's a very melancholic performance in a way because it's somebody that has been, that has been, um, that that is, uh, that doesn't want to restart his life. You know, he's in a, staying in an apartment, and there is no decoration. There's just a mattress. There's somebody that just wants to, that only has one desire, and that is just to to somehow uh, become the complete opposite of what he has been, you know, who is, who, and what he has been is he has been affecting people without feeling it. And now he just wants to feel it and he just wants to be beaten to death, you know? Um, it's, so it's it's this kind, the boxing, it's this kind the of redemption. The, the tale. redemption, sure. It's, yeah. it's a redemption tale that is that has nothing to do with the classical Christian redemption tale. It uh, he, even literally he says, "I'm not in the in the in the booth." Not after he, forgiveness. He, he, I'm, he, I'm not looking for forgiveness. I want, just want to be reborn. What does that mean to be reborn? Well, that's for him. It's just to to, to reach ultimate entanglement with what he already has done you know he has already killed these people how much more intense can the contact between two people be as one taking the life away of the other that is such an incredibly uh, profound connection that people have and and this is this is this is based in our psyche our we 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 know this so even if we take the physicality and the smell and the sight and the sound away from it just because the explosions are deliberately very silent in the beginning of the film there's no sound and in the reality there is no sound of course why would there be sound why would you don't there have be a microphone yep. on the ground even 10, if the microphone was on the ground it would be blown up <laughs> right exactly. you know so so uh, so so there is the reaching this reaching the 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 gap from the experience to the reality because we all somehow even though our consciousness in this world cannot grasp what reality really is uh, we try becoming religious we try becoming uh, have our, our hands in the soil but no matter how far we go we never are really sure whether we are in reality or not and the most the most uh, this is a character that tries to feel that he's in reality as much as possible he wants to get that connect and he goes looking for physical pain he goes looking for danger for for the rage the you know the 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 anger that must be directed towards him he you know he he will he will do anything to <coughs> to have this feeling of the people that he affected because and i guess that's i mean maybe that is my answer to why do drone pilots have post-traumatic stress because even though they were not stressed it's the human mind that tells the story and that keeps retelling and retelling the story of what has been done and and 
I chose this, this structure for this film uh, because of exactly the same things that, you know, I don't have any experience being a drone pilot, but I do have very simple human experience that we all have. I have just a silly example. I have the experience of driving my bike in Amsterdam and somebody almost hitting into me, hitting, in, uh, hitting uh, uh, you know, with another bike and, and you know, saying something obscene to me, like, you asshole, blah, blah. And then I feel uh, bad about what just happened. And when I drive my bike on, I go back and in my mind and I go like, what if I would have gotten off and I would have punched that guy in the face? I would feel better then. Or maybe alternatively, what if I would have just really, you know, um, argued with him and just explained him, you know, why is completely re retarded how he was acting? Or what if it would never have happened because I would have stopped earlier there? You see, it's a reinventing of the same moments, a reinventing and a reinventing. And finally, when I have had enough versions and when I've told myself all those versions, then my brain kind of relaxes and I can move on with my day and I don't think about it anymore. Or, Another example, of course, we all know that if you've been in love with somebody, the relationship ends. How many times don't you think back about those moments? What if I would have said this? What if I would have gone there? What if I wouldn't have left? What if I would have tried it again? You, again, a retelling of the same story again and again. So I ask myself, if somebody takes a life or many lives, and of course this influences him an incredible deal, this person must be busy with retelling this narrative and retelling this narrative and it must take him God knows how long to, to create a story for himself which is solid enough so he can move on. And, and in a way, you know, th this is the structure of the film. This is, he must wonder so much about what he did, who these people were and how the moment of killing really was there on the ground where he wasn't. That's, you know, he goes and he kills them with a Kalashnikov on the island. He goes and, you know, faces them with their bare fist. And I actually found a real drone pilot uh, that helped me making this film in the end when I was already in the editing. And the best review that I ever got of the film was of him, Brandon Bryant, who really went through all this and who has become like a whistleblower, kind of an Edward Snowden of the drone warfare. Right, right. And, and he completely confirmed to me that he had all these nightmares and that his victims were haunting him and that they were in his subconscious and that he couldn't get them out. That at first also he, he, he said, well, I executed an order, the rest has nothing to do with me. Uh, but but whether, it, whether he chose to or not, these people became intimately part of his subconscious. With it, which I think has a lot to say to all of us, I think, globally as humans and what we do to the other and how we demonize the other through geography or uh, cross-cultural unawareness, you know, not being able to. I mean, it's, it's wonderful in a way that the, the gym that he goes to is, is sort of, uh, he's almost uh, um, not allowed in at, at one point, right? Yeah. It's, there's this yeah. kind of reverse uh, yeah. uh, role-playing almost going on. Now you're the other, you're on the outside. Yeah. And we've got power over you. And so yeah. you've got a little bit of that sort of, uh, I guess, polarization in a well, way. Of course, his you know? victim becomes his Good, mentor. Good, bad, black way. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so is this, um, and for both of you, is this an anti-war film, would you say? Or is this a film about becoming a better human or both? At the risk of polarizing, which I hate to do. But I just did. 
why don't you? Uh, <laughs> is this is it an anti-war film? Is this the entire film? No, an anti. Is this film against war? Oh. Is it against war, or is this film about becoming a better human, or both? Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I think I, <laughs> we have a modern character who just try, or not try, but I mean, it's just become uh, or looking for um, become an ar archaic. How you say? Archaic. I don't know what arch ar archetype. No, no. Uh, you know, uh, things come from the very, very ancient time. I mean, oh, he, he tries to reach his essence. It's not essence, but it's something... Um, archaism, you say in French, but I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not able to <laughs> answer. <laughs> My vocabulary is a bit... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's good. Yeah, and, and you know, it's... About the, this thing of the world, the movie... Uh, will be too much simple if um, it doesn't take any position on that. No, it doesn't. Of course, yeah, no, war it leaves is it... not good. We should be better. Yeah. But of, no. of, of course, war is, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, of course, it's easy to condemn because war. Even for soldiers, it's not normal to kill. I mean, if you're not sick. And even for soldiers, it's sometimes it's hard to kill, you know, because uh, it's, it's it's not really natural. I mean, if you're not a psycho, so I guess I guess a question I, w I would love to yeah, ask. Throughout is, the ages, people have been killing each yeah, other. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, and and even in more primitive societies, it would be even more normal just to you know at some point you know take what the other people have and you know just kill them. The, anyway, you think back to this 2001 Stanley Kubrick moment where, you know, the monkey picks up the bone, of course, you know, and smashes the other monkey right. with the bone and throws it and that becomes a spaceship. Right. You know, the, you know, the, the, the tragedy happened from the start. Um, but for me to answer your question, I never set out to make an anti-war film. I never set out to make a political film at all. I set up to, I set out to to, to answer a philosophical question about what primarily is the act of killing and, mm. and, and how does modern alienation function and, and, and what things in our subconscious, you know, are we dealing with, you know, in this, in this alienated act of, of, of killing. To, to, to kill but without the smell, without the... A clean killing, you know. Yeah, is there is there but something like a clean kill? Can a person? Work, we need to operate something in the in the brain or yes. on the cell because uh, yes. we we should lose a bit not humanity but something ancient about humanity to have some kind of new, new human. But genetic will help maybe to then they can kill. They can operate for 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 state or for army uh, and, and and because for army it's problem this. Uh, uh, post-traumatic, uh, they have to pay <laughs> yeah. psychiatrists. They're all disorder. They are they are fucked up, and uh, it's a big problem. So they should operate them. <laughs> operate their brains. <laughs> operate the brain, too. and they can do some a lot of cleaning kills. And it, well, there's I'm something robotic, happen, right? Sure. <laughs> like I mean, the, the, op the, it's, the opening. It's a first step. It's a first step. The opening I'm, scenes of him walking to the the shack yeah. right, in the desert. Yeah, I mean. Robot immediately, right? The, yeah. the, the coveralls, just the way it's so um, methodical. I guess you could say yeah. it's it's a little frightening. Yeah.
this disconnection or this supposed disconnection, and yet ironically, deeply connected to the other, really, as it turns out. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would like to think that people are, that, that, that there is something profoundly human that stops us from killing each other. Nice. But yep. I'm, 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 I'm not so sure, actually. Um, I mean, there, there have been examples, uh, like, for example, people in North Korea can be completely dehumanized. You know, and can or or ISIS. You know, the children that are now trained by ISIS. I think it will be very easy for them to kill. You know, if if you have a strong enough conviction that the other is threatening your ideology and your and your immortality uh, vehicles. You know, then I mean, if if you cling to the notion that you will go to heaven. And uh, that that is your way of accepting your death because we're all traumatized, of, you know, of, of, of we're the only species alive that is aware of their own death. So we have all these character defenses that we, you know, that we, that we entail that where we, you know, tell ourselves a story so we don't have to be afraid of our death anymore. Now, the most powerful thing is that if there's somebody else that has another ideology who threatens your solidity of your belief that you're immortal in some way that can make people so incredibly cruel and mean mm. and and, mm -hmm. de and dehumanized and you see that all over the world so so i mean i guess you know a, a western drone operator uh being uh, becoming uh, uh post-traumatic stressed and having an existential crisis because he killed people in a very remote way is this something that is genetically in our consciousness? Is this something that is, is, is it his humanity, his essential humanity that, is, that, that he cannot control here? Or is it just, you know, his, his Western upbringing? Is it, is it, is it society that, that, you know, that, is there something evolutionary biological that, that or would this, would, would you know, somebody that, that, that is on the ISIS side and he's just bombing these, people that are, you know, that, that are standing See, in the I, way of the holy caliphate, right, would they right. have any problem with it? And I don't think they would. Th that's, that's the scary part. Have, have, do you think you've landed yet on that? The genetic versus the sort of no. the existential No, that's not edge? what this film has reached. That's not what this film is about, no. This, this film is, is basically, you know, about uh, this, this film operates within, you know, our Western identity. Also, I was very cautious not to, 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 to make it too American. I didn't want to tap into the entire conversation of drone pilots doing this because they were, you know, nationalists, because they believed right. in America, right. they need to protect America, all this rhetoric. I'm not interested in it. So I was, I wanted to, you know, because I, what I perceive is that there is a, 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 a global rift between the Western world and, and the Arab world, and we're all becoming more and more scared of the Arab world, <coughs> well, which is very of, bad. This is, this is not true, I have to say. You don't think so? No. I mean, a lot of people are, no, have fear, and that's, yeah, that's the people, something. I mean, yeah, the people, but it's not uh, the state of the world now. I mean, the Arab, Arabs and uh, Western people, they are not against each other. They're together. But there is a... Yes, there hopefully is they some, are. There yeah, is but, some... Uh, you know, there is some block. Uh, it's there, there are things politics. that are it's sabotaging not a, it's not it. It's not Arab yeah. against uh, 
uh, Western. It's know, uh, ancient. At first, it's a really ancient uh, war between Arabs, and it's a ancient yeah. war, uh, war between Russian and American. So, and uh, we are on the beginning of. You know, there is the Syria, Russia. It's a, the, the, we are in the middle of the war. So, but it is not a. It's not a. It's it's not a culture really a cultural problem. I mean, the uh, American, they're, 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 they're working and, and fighting with Arabs. Yes, and working Russian and fighting. And Russian yeah. are fighting uh, with Arabs also. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so I guess what I'm, what I'm interested... I mean, it's the reality. It's not my point of view. What yeah. I'm interested in is how do we get to a point where we're not killing each other, you know, based on science, based on religion, based on knowledge and saying, I know and you don't. And because you don't, I'm going to cut your head off or worse well you know i, th <laughs> I think worse? i think it's i think i think i still believe in the principles of the enlightenment i mean i, I think that you know if you if if people become more educated and people become more traveled and more seasoned mm. in, in interesting it, I, I mean maybe maybe cross-cultural maybe, awareness maybe education is not so much because they tried that you know with the, with the enlightenment and everything and it, it everybody for while I really thought that all the problems would be solved and people would get a better education. It, that's, that's almost true, but I think it's also, um, I think maybe multiculturalism will save us in the end. Because if, if, it, if we become like a city of Toronto, if there's so many immigrants, if there's so many people together from everywhere, uh, people will, will, you know, overcome their fear of the other, you know. And that's what I was trying to say with, with, with people now hating uh, or, or becoming more and more scared with, uh, of, uh, of Arabs, which is not that, which is for only 1% the work of the Arabs and 99% the work of the media, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, mm -hmm. and everybody that has Arab friends, like, like we do, and every, they, they and, and that visits the Middle East, they, they have a completely different notion. Well, and aren't we back to some degree to your notion of virtuality? In a sense, our, yes, di our disconnection absolutely. is as a result. It of is virtual. Yes, it is right? narrative. We've been. We are being told stories, and they're and they're 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 forces that that project a dominant narration, a dominant story, which we all tap into, and 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 it has less and less to do with reality. Mm. <laughs> so. So we're probably going to have to wrap up here in a few minutes. I have a feeling uh, your publicist is going to be after me shortly. Uh, and I know you guys got to get back for Q&A. Um, what you don't hear in this movie is really interesting to me. You know, the idea of you don't hear the explosion. You don't hear the death. You don't hear the screams and the cries and so on. You don't have that edge, that human edge. And, uh, there's a moment when your character, Gregor, is sitting and I think maybe going through some Q&A about what happened. And the woman's and a woman says something to the effect of silence. "Quote: Silence can be instructive." And I'm sure this was very intentional for you as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, what are you trying to get at there? Is this about is this about asking better questions? Is this about reflecting on these kinds of issues? Is this about let's write another essay on it? Let's do another film? Is that what you mean by silence? A sense of uh, I'm going to say becoming more human as we go inward. Is that a fair statement? You know, the, that scene is just really representative for the work he's doing, the state of mind he's in, and the fact that he, as a character, is not open to be counseled. You know, he, he has taken a distanced look at things in order to do this job. Very and, detached. 
Yes, and there is this, and, and the army is actually trying to cure PDS before it happens, post-traumatic stress, before it happens, because, um, because it's, of course, it's a problem for them. So they've recently, actually after Brian Brandt quit the, uh, the, um, the drone program, uh, I believe this was a few years ago, the military actually put counselors in place so people could talk about what they were doing. But this is very difficult because exactly by talking about it, they will feel harder to do it the next day. So, you know, that's, that's what that scene is about, you know. And, and, and I just thought that scene was very important right there. It was a longer scene. It was more about con uh, counseling. But in the end, I left it very short. And I thought the most powerful thing was just that, that, he that the scene would end with him saying, well, what has my silence told you so far? Right. Right. And that, of course, works on many levels. Of course, of course know, this whole uh, idea of delay to me yeah. is also really interesting in the film, without getting way too academic and philosophical. But I think this idea of you know simultaneity, what's going on right now, and then the delay, and that that's connected to my question about silence because we don't, you know, I mean, talk about being disconnected from reality, right? The the inability to even be silent in our culture is almost impossible, right? Yeah. It's 140 characters. It's it's there's there's just always something honing in on on who we are and our identity and and I think that's um deeply problematic. I love the way your film ends. I think it ends anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the beep of the what appears yes. to be the missile coming in. I yes. mean, come on, heartbeat? Mm -hmm. it sounds like a, sounds like an EKG machine, you know, that you're you're monitoring somebody's heartbeat. That's where yes, I, went, I know, anyway. I know. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Love it. Love yeah. it. Hey, listen, thank you so much for joining us today. I uh, I hate to end this conversation. I feel like we've just got started. But uh, and Gregor, you're uh, heading back home, are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the festival. And uh, David, the movie is Full Contact, world premiere here at the festival. Check it out. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you.